The Science of Life on SAFM. Well, there's new research that has come out that looks at the development of the immune system and particularly how that can lead to allergies. And you know, an, an allergic response is actually your immune system coming into conflict with something and reacting to it. Sometimes it's an overactive immune system or identifying something as a threat when it's not really. And researchers at the University of Cape Town have found that children in rural areas actually have a more robust immune system and seems to protect children from developing allergies. In other words, living in urban areas may mean that you grow up with more allerg- with more allergies. Professor Michael Levine is the co-author of the study and head of the Division of Asthma and Allergy at the Red Cross Children's Hospital and a professor at the University of Cape Town. Professor Levine, good morning. Thanks for your time. No worries. Always good to be there. There's been a lot of anecdotal uh, sort of evidence, and I've been parts of Bryce where parents say, no, if you grow up on a farm, you're not going to have all of the problems that children in urban areas have. Does this research suggest that some of that may be true? Absolutely. We've known this for a long time, um, that there has been very good um, epidemiological evidence just showing the difference in prevalence of conditions in urban and rural parts of the country. Uh, This kind of research actually stems from, uh, you know, way back in the 80s in South Africa, and we were one of the very first countries to really highlight that important Uh, protect effects of the rural environment. And what we've done over the last couple of years is really prove that very robustly, expand it to also show that people are protected against food allergies in rural environments, not just respiratory allergies, and uh, looking a little bit in terms of the actual mechanisms and the factors that might be associated with that protection. Um, what is it? I mean, in urban areas, off the top of my head, I would imagine that there's a lot more pollution. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. So, um, no, not so much. Um, the It was one of the early ideas about the um, that, that difference um, that was promoted originally by the European researchers. And then subsequently, people kind of realized that it's not so much the pollution in the urban areas that is causing the problem, so much as the lack of protection of all of those factors in that rural environment that are associated um, with with the protection. So so it's not it's not so much extra risk factors that we're getting from the urban environment. It's the loss of that natural um, contact with animals, that playing in the dirt, the um, contact with the soil. Um, so a lot of it focuses around uh, what we sometimes referred to as the microbiome hypothesis, that, uh, you know, you need those good friends, those those good microorganisms uh, that are found very much in the rural environment. So, I mean, we talk about playing in the dirt and exposure to animals. What does that then give you? How I mean, do you get something from the soil? Is it just about continued exposure? Is it about actually exposure to a wide variety of things that you don't get in urban areas so much? Yeah, so the wide variety is important uh, of different microorganisms, and there may well be particular strains of microorganisms that are um, of major importance that we are missing. And, you know, that's why people are trying to find the correct um, uh, probiotic that colonizes you properly and might serve in a way to substitute for some of those exposures which hasn't been as successful as we'd hoped. 
Uh, there's certainly is some evidence that you should eat lots of, uh, you know, fermented foods and fermented milk. And so, you know, kimchi and sauerkraut and all of those things might actually be good for you. Um, and apart from that, you can't really simulate that environment very well because we don't know exactly what it is in the environment that is good for us. So we can't really recommend that you go out and, you know, um, kiss a pig and play in the dirt and, uh, you know, Hmm. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Um, we still are looking for some way of, of, of simulating that environment. Uh, does it matter how urban the urban environment is? And let me just explain what I mean. In Joburg, urban density, I don't have the figures to hand, but it will be dense compared to the rest of South Africa, number of people in, in, one, in one square kilometer. But in Hong Kong, it would be much more dense. And in Joburg, most people probably lives in single-story dwellings. There's probably a garden or a long walk to school or something like that. You wouldn't get that in Hong Kong, for example. So do we see the more intense an urban area is or the more intensely urban it is, the more this sort of shows as a correlation? You know, that kind of data is very, very difficult to gather. There has been an attempt to do that. And there is some evidence that shows that urban environments that maintain some degree of green space um, are better than uh, urban environments that are complete concrete. Uh, so there are health benefits still from going to the park and playing with your dog and getting out there and gardening, things like that. But that kind of research is very, very difficult to, to do and requires uh, large numbers of epidemiological studies to show um, whether there is an effect there. But, you know, it, it's not an all or nothing world that we're living in. And absolutely, we should do our best to get back to nature as much as possible. It's going to be good for our mental health and good for our interpersonal relationships and maybe, maybe even good for our immune systems. Professor, so, thank you. Really appreciate the time. <laughs> Professor Michael Levine is the co-author of the study and head of the Division of Asthma and Allergy at the Red Cross Children's Hospital and a professor at UCT.